0: Welcome everybody to the latest episode of the Winging It podcast. I'm not Terence, but I am Sam Heskin and I am here with Albert Curly. How's it going? Good, mate. Just give me a second, while I have to do my aspirin pills. Two pump curly.
1: Yeah, and you're not meant to do them at the same time, but it's become like a bad habit that I can't get out of. Do you know what I mean? The double tap. And now, but now yeah. I can
0: talk. I can breathe. Um, Great. Right. You're still not. You're still not, Terence.
1: Still not, Terence. Um, I've seen the score from tonight, which is why yeah. I needed to uh, in, improve my breathing. <laughs> Here we are.
0: <laughs> Great. Um, so let's get this out of the way quickly because he's going to listen back and expect it. Terence is on holiday, um, <sighs> and the, but I think every single day he's been on the holiday, messaging us pictures and videos of you know mountains and sunsets and all this sort of stuff mm. but he's not here
1: no he's clearly got good there's good signal and infrastructure out there isn't there
0: yeah and so we, i mean you you were up a hill in cyprus and you still logged into the call when we were Corfu. Up. but let's go for, let's, Corfu, let's let's gloss Corfu. over
1: that um, um yeah so really he, he and could the mountains in more. spain this summer yeah he
0: and in tenerife, tenerife an this summer yeah he could but that's fine but hey, here we are, um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say he's probably in shorts because it's nice weather. But we also got a sighting of friend of the show, Billiam, ex-producer of the show, today, uh, who was knocking about in shorts in London, which is a bit weirdo. Off. It is a weirdo. I got a, I got a message from Vanessa, my wife, saying just seen someone running around in a palace shirt and shorts. I think it's Billiam. <laughs>
1: It's definitely not Jean-Philippe Mateta. <laughs>
0: it definitely isn't. <laughs> um, so I had to text Billy. It was Billy. He's wearing shorts. He offers no apologies. So I'm calling him out because that's mad because it's fucking freezing. Ridiculous. And I sat next to the radiator all day because I'm... <laughs> I'm not in um, shorts. Not in shorts. Although I did get my hair cut today and have most of my head shaved. And then as soon as I came out of the barbers, wondered why I'd done it. Because it's cold.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to get chilly around the sides there, bruv.
0: Yeah. but My chin's fine because of the beard, but yeah. I don't really think it through. Um, so this is how we're starting off the show. Terence isn't here. He usually has a nice plan. But to be fair, last week we were talking about saveloys and pickled eggs for 10 minutes. So I think we're doing all it was right. Two, it haircut. was two weeks
1: ago, but you enjoyed it so much that it's obviously <laughs> lasted long in the memory. Two
0: weeks, it's God. so fresh. Um, and we actually did get people tweeting at us, at you, finally they're back. So we, we did have one happy recipient of a winging it cap.
1: Yeah, when, when I said, if anyone messages, what I meant to say is the first one yeah. which gets a hat. That's what I meant. And, you know, I only saw Jack, yeah, know Jack. Uh, Jack who tweeted, uh, he was the lucky recipient of a hat and a really poorly handwritten note from me. Um, so, you know, got to be faster on the button next time for all the, that's it. Two, the two other people that tried.
0: <laughs> for the rest of the fan base that were clamoring yeah. for a hat. Um, Well, one person who could be clamouring for a hat because he's joined the club after having been fired this week could be Jose Mourinho. It's all very pie in the sky, but he did at one point of his Chelsea management career say he loves London. Maybe I'll manage at Crystal Palace. If the opportunity arose, and obviously Roy's not been sacked yet, despite literally everything that's happened this season. If the opportunity arose... Would you want Jose to take the reins?
1: I mean, I, I I, almost didn't want to let you finish the question because the answer is 100% yes.
0: It'll be great. And obviously, ultimately, a year and a half in, it'll just slag ev- absolutely every player at the club off and go, it'll go down in flames. That's fine, because that, that's what we do. But, that, but that, that year and a half, that ninth place finish, oh...
1: Yeah, the special one is back. poking people in the eye. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah, man.
0: If if there was one player at, in the squad that he singled out for abuse every week because he seems to like doing that, who of the current squad do you reckon it would be?
1: Oh, he's sport for choice, isn't he, let's be honest. Yes. Um
0: oh, I don't
1: know actually.
0: Do you reckon it do you reckon it would be one of the flair players for getting a bit too above their station. I mean, the, the, listen, the dream is Geoffrey Schlupp. <laughs> but Poke him in the eye. Uh,
1: I feel I feel Edouard might find himself oof, on the wrong end yeah. of it.
0: Yeah. Poor old Eddie. You're I'm getting, not
1: saying he deserves it. I'm just saying yeah. he might fight. I, I I find it easier to think of players that would thrive under Mourinho.
0: Yes. Who, who do you think would thrive under Mourinho?
1: Will Hughes would just... Just absolutely I don't know what the word is, he'd he'd blossom into <laughs> even more of a fucking shit.
0: I mean not possible. to not to dampen the Will Hughes chatter today, but Roy did play him as a number ten. So that's right. where we're currently at. Um that's where we're currently at. But yeah, I, I think Hughes with a bit of Mourinho oomph behind him would be yeah, yeah. probably the ultimate shit house in the league. Absolutely, Lerma would probably do quite well under him as well with that sort yeah. of attitude. But alas, Jose's we can dream not here yet. We can dream. Um, we'll get onto the cup, unfortunately, in a bit. But I want to be a bit positive about the cup at Palace because two of our teams did progress in the cup this past week. Um, we're recording on Wednesday evening, just after the the men's team did not progress in the cup. Um, But the women's team beat Blackburn to uh, move into the next round where they play Chelsea, obviously a Super League club. So hopefully that'll get a decent crowd down. I think they're playing at home in Sutton, so that'll be good for them. Um, And then the 18s uh, won yesterday in the FA Youth Cup, 5-0 away at Hull. And this surprised me, actually. It was the first time that Palace had been past the fourth round stage of the FA Youth Cup since 2009 when they had Wilf and Johnny Esther.
1: I mean, the first team struggled to get past the... the
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just quite surprising when you think, even though it hasn't been up to the levels that it is now, you'd think that we'd win more than a couple of games one season between 2009
1: and 2024.
0: Yeah. But we haven't.
1: A bit like... Jose, Jose, we can dream.
0: We can dream, but can dream. I did watch it. I did watch the game. To be fair, the the game against Hull and Zach Marsh got got another two goals. Um, he's obviously the the striker for the 18s. He's now scored twenty two goals in sixteen games. I don't know if we want to bring him up to the first team to show uh, to show some of our players how to get the ball in the net. Would you reckon?
1: Oh yeah, I mean anyone, anyone, come along, <laughs>
0: Jose. Zach Marsh, yeah. the yeah. person walking their dog down the bottom of the uh, bottom of the training pitch, just anyone. You know
1: how sometimes football cl- clubs, teams do open training sessions where people mm. come and watch? I think we need to sort of flip that idea in its head and do an open training session where people can t- arrive with ideas or uh, examples, a um, bit of reverse learning.
0: Yeah. Do you reckon Roy would be okay with that though? He, No. 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 We're taking the piss here. I think that's a problem. Absolutely. Um, what else can we talk about before we have to get on to the cup game?
1: Um, um, I've got some cheese that's going off in my fridge. We could talk about great. that.
0: We could talk about that. The cost, <laughs> the cost of cheese. Um, I did notice today, um, again, before, before the cup game, the under-21s drew in their international cup, whatever it's called, against Feynord. And Luke Plange... Scored for Palace. Oh, that guy. Yeah. So couldn't make it at Carlisle. They all thought he was shit. But he's come back to play with the under-21s and scored against Feyenoord. We this take could be his year. Where we can? It could be. This could be he's, his year. He's the Lewandowski of the under-21 International Cup. <laughs> one goal, one game. Um Yeah. I, I, like I'm clutching at straws there because we're only sort of nine or ten minutes in and I'm loath to talk about this cup game.
1: No, there's some other um, news. There's some other news. What's the other John news? Ki- John Kimani Gordon's gone on loan to AFC Wimbledon.
0: Very good. You've been doing your research, Albert. Well, full disclosure. Okay. Go on.
1: I got a message from my f- my friend Billy, who's an AFC Wimbledon fan, which said, e- which just said Eagles. And I thought that's a bit weird for... AFC <laughs> Wimbledon ball. fans then and he put John Camini Gordon talk to me got him on loan and I had to be honest with him I said never heard of him <laughs> no, my, my message was never heard of him but I'm sure he's shit hot please tune in to Winging It a Crystal Palace podcast for more in-depth Crystal Palace analysis
0: perfect so and wh- here we are mate, what's your mate's name Billy Billy he subscribed welcome. today as well yeah. lovely welcome this Thanks one's Phil. for you yeah. Um, and I tell John you, just if,
1: if, Billy is, if Billy is listening very quickly, mm. he would want me to point out how much his favourite goal of all time is Aki Rialati's Thunder Bastard against Old Wimbledon at Sellers oh,
0: Park. In a 4-0 win, I think. That's absolutely
1: r- romping. Away from home, technically, as well, I think.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Billy, welcome. I uh, hope you like that introduction. John Kamani Gordon was on loan at Cambridge United and got sent back to us and they all thought he was shit. Now, that might be good for you because he might just not have found his niche. His niche might be clubs in South London. Um, I hope he does very well for them. He was pretty good for the 21s when he played for us. I'm surprised he didn't do well at Cambridge, but, you know, who knows what the... I don't really keep an eye out to see how much he played or anything. But hopefully being a bit close to home, he'll do all right. Um, bag some goals think they need it don't they Wimbledon they're not doing that well this year I don't think no so good for him If they're, good if for they're, him good for them good for Billy
1: <laughs> if they're um, taking our Cambridge reject youth players they really must be clutching at straws.
0: yeah well Billy let us know write in tweet us he at wingitcbfc week... yeah
1: he's not getting a fucking hat though <laughs> uh, he, could, he could just do us a weekly A weekly, he is a season ticket holder at AFC but he could just give us a little weekly update maybe.
0: Kamani watch yeah you know it that's it right that's that's locked in That's. I think that's a contract he doesn't have to agree to it but it's a contract Um, I'll tell you one other thing that I did see that was positive uh, this week was Jordan Ayew got an assist for Ghana in AFCON I think they lost But he got he got an assist from a corner, and I do remember I can't remember if it was the last Afcon or a World Cup or something where he he also got an assist from a corner there taking a corner, and I remember thinking at the time I've never seen him take a corner for Palace, I still haven't seen him take a corner for Palace as far as I remember, but if Can Bowler counts, he's an absolute demon on corners. I've seen
1: him take the ball to the corner to the corner to the corner. But that's, yeah, that's a different thing.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I met people who listen to the show know that I don't watch international football. But I remember Roy put Harry Kane on corners at one point, didn't he, in, as England manager? And that was a bit of a bit of a thing. So sure, we don't want to talk about my cheese that's going on Your cheese, yeah. <laughs> well, I just think, you know, if you're happy for Harry Kane's take corners, then the, the the Prince of Ghana should get, get put on them as well. Because we ain't scoring from him anyway. As it no. is, well, anyway, so let's let's take it down a notch. Too positive. He can't play for us at the moment. Elise can't play for us at the moment, and we've just lost to Everton. So this is where tune we're tune in at. next we... week for. From... <laughs> um. So yeah, the game finished about forty-five minutes ago. No one on the face of the planet could find a stream anywhere. Um. Totally legal stream, all that, Uh, asterisk. The world did not care. The world did not care. So I bit the bullet for the podcast and I listened to the audio commentary on Palace TV, which had Neil MacDonald, who was assistant manager under, I think, Ian Dowie for like a year in the 2000s. Didn't
1: that get nasty?
0: Possibly. He quite liked Palace on commentary, to be fair but he also liked talking over the main commentator before he'd finished any of his questions. Excellent. So, um, not something that Terence would allow. I think if he was hosting, he'd get very uppity about it. He'd start pressing all the buttons at the top of the screen here. And mm. when you start talking and he'd go, he'd <laughs> yeah, do exactly. that. Um, he's got all sorts of stuff in it. Mucho Mambo is a button on here.
1: No, don't press that for fuck's no, sake. no,
0: uh, and there's a there's a button that says correct, which he's literally never pressed. Never. Oh,
1: I, I've heard that
0: before. Is Terence on holiday? <laughs> um, I still don't want to talk about the game. Um, we don't but, have to.
1: It didn't uh, happen because it didn't happen. It's it like didn't happen. the old we're haiku. Still in,
0: yeah, we're still in if the it's co-
1: not on the TV and there's not a legal stream, did it happen? Yeah,
0: that's it. If John Mateta falls down in the forest, <laughs> did he score a goal? I can tell you right now that the last bit of action in the game was the commentator. Palace were obviously like bundling into the box last, you know, last throw of the dice. And the commentator got very excited because Anderson had the ball and he was screaming about what an incredible pass it was. And without taking a breath, it went from, oh my God, without well an incredible pass from Anderson to Mattel. Who can't control it? And that's a good time I <laughs> So uh, poor old JP poor old JP is back to normal JP by the sounds of it. Um He's lost that book that you said he had. He has. He had to return it over, to the library. He tripped over it. Um yeah, I mean there's a couple of things sort of worth discussing. Um, not for very long. The first was the the Starting Eleven. I think whatever Starting Eleven came out, there'd be people getting the arsehole, but it is a bit weird to see Hughes starting as a 10 when is on the pitch. Uh, we played five at the back with two fullbacks that I wouldn't necessarily say would be particularly effective wingbacks. Um, and Johnson started in goal instead of Henderson. So good news that he's back, I guess. Although Roy has said that um, Henderson's going to be starting against Arsenal. So the assumption there is that he thinks Henderson is now number one. And as we know, he, mm. he don't really like, you know, if the shirt's yours, the shirt's yours. Do you think that that sort of competition is good for the goalies, providing, and it's a big providing, they stay fit? Or do you think come the summer, one of them is going to get the arsehole and bugger off?
1: Uh, I think it's in the in the short term, it's a good thing. You know, competition for places is, is ultimately a healthy thing, and you know Henderson could find him could get injured at the drop of a hat, just like Johnson did. So, you know, I think it's ultimately a good thing. What what it means in the summer is, a, you know, a slightly harder to gauge question. But having two good, you know, having two good goalkeepers who I don't think anybody would be disgruntled if Johnson started on Saturday, and nobody would be disgruntled if Henderson started on Saturday. So I think, I think ultimately it's a good thing. Um, It's one position where we know there is two almost as good, Mm. well, all square, all being equal options.
0: And to be fair, having asked you that question about the summer, I think that's not going to be the biggest dilemma of the summer, is it? So, like you say, having two good goalies is probably a decent place to just park them and worry about. Yeah, absolutely. Things like where are we going to put Jose Mourinho or, (laughs) you know, why is Jeffrey Schlupp still in the team? Well, that's my question. But you know, <laughs> um, pretty. I mean, talk, going back to the game, the goal that Evan scored was quite a Palace goal to concede. It was a direct free kick from Andre Gomez, who I think they just wheel out of a darkened room whenever we play Palace because I never hear his name other than yeah. when he against us. But he's got a direct free kick, and. Um, Everton haven't scored a direct free kick for quite a long time. one thousand one thousand six hundred and three days since they last scored a direct free kick. And the best part of it is, on the commentary they were talking about it was absolute postage stamp, nothing anyone could do about it, brilliant goal. And I was thinking, well, bit annoying, but what can you do? Seeing the video that someone had tweeted from the Everton end, no one in our wall jumps. If one of them had jumped, it would have hit him in the head and wouldn't have gone in. Excellent. So, a game that we all knew was going to be shit. We all knew that we were going to lose to nil. And probably, if you were putting money up as a Palace fan, a direct free kick where the wall doesn't jump is probably quite high up there. You would probably not get good odds for that.
1: I mean, I Um, thought we were going to lose the first leg, so I kind of feel like I've had you know, more for my money. When I say more for money, I didn't spend a penny on either. Game. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we, we, uh, made we made a fight. of it.
0: <laughs> God, listening, listening to the commentary on the radio, it a bit I did the same when we played Plymouth in the Cup earlier this year, but this was really reminiscent of when we were shit in the early mid two thousands and we were in the championship and there wasn't all these channels on sky and you didn't, you know, I, I I couldn't change a VPN so I was in Sri Lanka to watch it. Dedication. It was miserable, mate. <laughs> you know, I, I think I think I knew what I was getting early on when the commentator said that Palace were playing in their yellow kit. We we didn't. We played in a white kit. At one point he said Ahamada had an open goal except for all the blue shirts in front of it. So it's not an open goal. You know, they had a five minute discussion about tea and pie when the second half was in play now I know we had a 10 minute discussion about pickled eggs and savloys but we're not getting paid for this
1: definitely we be, not
0: we should be getting paid for this Billy if you're listening you have to play subs so give Albert might make him, off.
1: I might make him our first Patreon subscriber
0: <laughs> he doesn't need to know about it
1: doesn't need to know just about just
0: it just sign him up um the only other real talking point, I guess, for this game was, um, I think, sixty-five minutes in. Um, Roy took off Eze, who had been back to form by the sounds of it, as much as you could tell from listening on the radio. Uh, and by all accounts, there was a "you don't know what you're doing" chant from the from the Palace fans who got up, gone up there. The thousand Palace fans who had gone up there. So I tip my <laughs> tip my winging it cap to them. Um, if you were wearing it if I was wearing it do you, what do you think about taking Eze off in a game that he's playing well in do you think keep him on because we want to win the game or a game that we're chasing or do you have your eye on Arsenal and say like that's the important one let's let's make sure he doesn't get crocked for that
1: yeah I think the truth is somewhere between the two like mm. we all want a cup run Desperate for a cup run, love a cup run, but ultimately, no, that's not where Roy's head at is necessarily. You know, Roy, Roy will tell you that he would want, he'd want to win the game tonight. Of course he would. But I think Eze's been, we sort of alluded to it. I don't know if it was the last pod or the pod before. Um, Eze's been, clearly been struggling for form and which may have been a sort of knock-on effect hangover of his injury. So... If that's why Roy's taking him off, just to sort of protect him a little bit, he's gone out there. He's had a positive. Again, I'm. I, I didn't see fucking hiding or hair at a game. If if he's gone out and had a good sort of positive 65 minutes and looks like he's got a bit of his old sort of mojo back, and they've gone right, well, let's just get him off just just to wrap him in cotton wool a bit ahead of Saturday. Um, then I don't I don't necessarily have too much of an issue with that, despite my desire to go on a cup run. Yeah. yeah it's, hard to, it's hard to balance.
0: It is. And knowing our like he'll start against Arsenal and get cropped about ten minutes in. And then yeah. it'll all be academic and we and then we're still out of the cup. Um so just before we move on to the Arsenal game on Saturday, um, which is an early kickoff for anyone listening who doesn't know, because my mate who is coming to the game with me didn't know it was an early kickoff until today, which is quite fun. Nice. Um Quick chat about transfer rumours, because the the transfer window is fast approaching. I think we all know Palace aren't going to sign anyone. We've sort of discussed that before. But there's three players that we've been linked with, all of whom, and this is why I don't think they'd happen, all of whom would be really good additions to the squad. (laughs) So let's get your thoughts, Albert, because I know you are glued to social media and the BBS to see all the rumours. Get that ding ready. Um Right, first one is a guy called Munoz, Colombian, attacking right back, plays in 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 Belgium for Genk, been licked in for about ten million. Apparently, very good supporting a winner. Are we going to sign him? No. Great, this is working well. Calvin Phillips, obviously, we're a bit more familiar with him. Hasn't played at I rem- all. I remember him. So. him. <laughs> um. Roy actually talked about him in the press conference, which was quite rare to hear because usually you just hear managers be like, yeah, I don't talk about players from other clubs or that sort of thing. He's available on loan. I'm assuming he wants to get matches in because the Euros are coming up. But Man City wants 6 million quid loan fee and his wages are 130k a week or whatever they are undoubtedly he'd be a good player for us. And you would imagine he'd sort of fill the decor void and then Lerma can play a bit further forward, which he's not been able to do much. But would you want that loan to come in for 6 million quid? Would you rather right. we saved it and put it towards a permanent signing? Would you reckon?
1: Yeah, I think you have to, you have to, if, if that is indeed true, and it is 6 million, we can't be doing that. You know, it's quite apparent we haven't got bundles of cash, And six million is sixty percent of a attacking Colombian right back. You know that's a permanent deal, so I I think we have to keep our powder dry when it comes to Mm -hmm. you know loans like that. If it was for the whole season, you sort of go okay, it's for a whole season, yeah, fine. But I don't want to just be a a vehicle for Calvin Phillips just to get fit and try and justify a place in the England squad at 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 the tune of six mil.
0: Especially if it takes him time to get match fit properly, because he's barely played at all, is he? So
1: absolutely, um, I'm, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a there's a promising a, a promising youngster in the championship that you could probably, you know, you could tempt away for six million quid. You know what? What we pay for a say eh? Eight. Mm. You know, I, I, I feel that money's that money's better spent elsewhere. Personally.
0: So, Calvin Phillips, that's a no.
1: <laughs> On those terms.
0: Eh, um, the other one who's been linked is Ndai, who plays in Marseille, he used to play for Sheffield United. Um, looked good whenever I saw him play for Sheffield United. He's sort of quick and tricky and can play out wide, can play up front. I think he's better out wide, which is obviously what we're looking for. Apparently, Marseille are fine with him going, but they want it to be a, a permanent deal rather than a loan. Again, this seems to be the sort of like this is exactly what we want so i don't know if we actually are interested or if journalists <laughs> have just said they need a winger who's quick let's let's link them but he's only been at marseille a little while i'm sure they'd want a decent whack no no sort of fee was was reported but that's the sort of player we should be looking for isn't it really and he's still fairly young. yeah
1: agreed yeah agreed
0: um, i think you know getting someone like that in Let's Franca have a bit more time. There's no sort of clamour for him to play every game.
1: Yeah, exactly. Every, you
0: know, all the time. So one thing that we've talked about, and I think is definitely true, if you look at the, this cup game today, is the depth in the squad just ain't there. And if we can... No, I know I know, Paris says there's no value in the January window, but if you can buy two or three players in January or two purchases in a loan that make your team better for the next four or five months it's worth doing isn't it
1: yeah there's your value <laughs> Yeah.
0: know and they're bedded think... and they're
1: bedded in for next season but i, I yeah. guess the other thing that's hanging over it is there's highly likely to be a managerial change in the summer mm. you know any new manager will definitely want assurances that they can bring people in so again thinking slightly longer term we all want to see depth in the squad we all want to see new players and have that sort of lift but if the purse strings are as tight as as they appear to be yeah i guess it's a case of stick with roy let him work with what we've got we should we should be good enough to scrape for you know fourth bottom minimum um and you know we do a we do a Vieira mark two in the summer
0: well, I, all going well, we'll stay up because every other team below us in the league is getting done for FFP violation. Um, it sounds like <laughs> Forrest and uh, Forest are going to have to uh, deal with it and Everton are going to have another hearing about something else I read. So if we, if we go down when teams like that are getting deductions left, right and centre, I think we, we fully deserve it. But like you say, I think all along Paris has really wanted to just keep as is, hasn't he? for for this season and then see what happens in the summer. And I guess you, you would assume that we'll sell two or three or four of our big, big players for big money and Mm. then have, have more sort of more money to play with in the summer. Um, But again, this is Palace. So we'll probably just say we're pushing it down the line to January and then rinse and repeat. (laughs) Oh, this is, this is positive stuff. Speaking of, Saturday, 12.30, Arsenal away. What, what game on. could you want? Um, no real news team-wise. At least they're still going to be out. I think is back in training, but obviously it's not, it's not going to be considered. Um, and Henderson is going to be in goal. Today, Bowler counts. like I said, we played five at the back, which we, I think, played against Man City. I might be wrong. Do you think he's going to do that against Arsenal? Um, because I guess, you know, we know what Roy's like against against the bigger teams, especially away. We're going to just sit and soak it up and hope for the best rather than sort of give him a bit of a go and even hit him on the break as, as much as we, we have in the past. Do you think five at the back helps that? So Richards plays at centre-half instead of defensive in midfield. Do you think it makes a difference?
1: Um, yeah, I think yeah. I think it makes a difference. But you know, it sounds like a silly thing to say. It makes a difference if it works. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're just going to go there, and you know, it doesn't matter if we're playing four at the back at five at the back. If we're just going to go there and not not try and spring on on the counter, and you know, and Arsenal have been Arsenal have been sort of quite good on the counter this season. They're not necessarily the same team they were last year, where they were really coming out flying out of the traps and imposing themselves on people. They do tend to sort of soak up pressure and hit people on the break. And, you know, I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to be on the front foot, certainly not in the first half, um, which just invites them on really. And and they, they have got the, they have got the players and the talent to sort of pick, pick us apart, you know, by one or two goals fairly early on, if they, if they really, if they really click and if we're not, not on our game. So it's always a worry, a game like this. So, yeah, I, I think it. I, I can totally see the justification for the five at the back, but it's got it's it's, it's got to be what what's in front of the five as well, and um, um, yeah, uh, and how do we get that? How how do we get the ball to the attacking players, and how do we transition out of the, you know, the soaking it up low block to try and hit hit, hit a team like that, and um, we just we just don't really have that. I don't know what the word is. We don't have that fluidity from from. Going from super defensive to hitting them on the on on the break, especially with with Elise out.
0: Yeah, and it. <clears throat> I mean, it puts a lot of pressure on whichever player we've got playing up front, whether it's JP again or Edouard, because you have to. You know, we we've seen what it's like uh, under Roy this season. You, if the striker's not holding the ball up f- for even fifty percent of the time, it's just an absolute mess, and. You know, I think if we do play five at the back, even if we don't, we, we're we going to play a very straight line across the back. And like you say, it's not just about keeping them out. And they've got Gabriel Jesus back in the team, by all accounts, on Saturday. And he, you know, he he's done very well for Arsenal. And players like Odegaard running in and, and players like that, like you say, and Saka. It's not just a midfield, it's not just a defence, it's a midfield as well. And I guess the trap is the midfield then just worry too much about following Ogard, following Saka, and don't do enough to get the ball moving forward, you know, especially without Decore in the team, who's, who's excellent at doing that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And as, you know, as, as good as Richards has been out of position playing in midfield over the past month or so his instinct is always pass the ball back to Anderson, pass the ball back to Gaye, rather than take a second, have a look at who's there, run forward with the ball, get it wide. You know, he doesn't really do that. And that's another big sort of blocker to getting up the pitch quicker. Which is not his fault. Mm-hmm. It's not his fault. But like you say, the fluidity of getting the ball from off of them and getting them on the back foot where we, we don't have an elite. We don't even have an IU who's obviously not quick, but is very good on the ball and can win free kicks. Get, yeah, gets you up the pitch. Gets you up the pitch. You know, not having those players and then having to rely on, you know, an out of position Will Hughes or a defensive leaning Lerma when he, you know, really you want him pressing a lot higher up the pitch. Yeah. Or Schlupp sort of not really getting forward enough, not really getting back to support well enough. Obviously, it's his worst-case scenario, but like you say, I can see Arsenal getting some early goals and then we're really just seeing out time, you know. Um, but we'd have said that against City. We would have. We would have. And hopefully, you know, it, it, it did sound like Eze was a lot more central to what we were doing today. And it, the last month or so since he's come back from injury, he, he hasn't really been that. Even in the game against Brentford, we scored. I thought he was pretty, pretty rough and we talked mm. about in the last poll, but the Chelsea performance was poor mm. um he was you know started the sort of move that that led to the Brighton goal as well if we are to do anything I think Eze is going to be the guy that has to has to run it for us so no pressure on him but <laughs> if he, if he's if he's not on top of his game like he hasn't been the last few games I think we're going to be in we're going to be in real trouble, and then we've only got one more game until the end of the window—the Sheffield United game, which is obviously a huge. We have to win that one, so you know the pressure then starts to build. I know we, you know, everyone expects us to lose to Arsenal, all, all being equal, they'll beat us fairly easily because they're a good team and we're we're not really at the moment. But every sort of week that goes by where we're not bringing players in or we're not supplement in the first team, you know, the more trouble I think we're we're gonna be in just for the pressure from the crowd. I'm sure the players are not particularly happy with it. Anderson's already moaned sort of subtly in the press about knowing what the young players like France are doing training and seeing how good they are and and then not playing in the first team. If we can get a result like Man City, brilliant. But I think the the likelihood is pretty slim. Would you agree?
1: We'll take the point now, if that's of any oh, consolation. Absolutely <laughs> take the point.
0: Um, well, I mean, I mean, I think on that note, we should probably wrap up there. It's a bit of a shorter one, um, but there's only two of us. Yeah, it's a good both. lift for everyone, though. Yeah. No no chat um, about eggs, but chats about defeat.
1: No, but and, and uh, must stress to the 1,000 people that went up tonight, Fucking hell! More power to you. Oh God! Well,
0: yeah, if we if we had a thousand hats, you'd all get one. As it turns <laughs> out, we don't, so you don't even yeah. get that. Um, and I, 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 to be honest, I think Terence should donate his, because he's he's too busy enjoying himself, and he shouldn't be enjoying himself when we're being knocked out of the cup. I was listening to it on bloody radio commentary, Terence, and you're out you're out having a good time. Um, to be honest, I think he's got the right idea. Yeah, yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm more upset he didn't take us with him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Pretty selfish, to be fair. Um, well, on that note, Albert, I think it, it seems one. to me that you want to go to bed. I also want to go to bed. And not not together. Not it's, with each other. Not with although, each other. But. <laughs> It is my birthday, so tomorrow. oh so, yes, it is your birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday! Thanks. I'm just going to claw that in there in case you want to send me. Yeah, a I should have done that. Sorry, you did tell That's me. That's right. Um, I was going to say you could send me a winging it hat for my birthday, but you've already given me one. So a winging it yeah. hat. So yeah, um, wear, wear that one,
1: and then you might I'll get I'll... another one.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Right. I will do. Um, right. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the chat. Thanks to everyone listening. Uh, thanks to producer Sam for producing and um, until next time up the palace up the palace